You're listening to the Elect That Story podcast. We're in season four. This is episode 39, How to Avoid Drowning. Today's story brought to you by Selby Studios. Graphic imaging for family, home, and business. Now here's America's storyteller, Jeff Gould. Thank you, Meredith. Well, as you can tell, I'm at a different place today. I'm at the South Dakota Festival of Books. Let me describe this place for you. It's in Brookings, South Dakota. I'm in a big atrium, and the wall is lined with tables with all kinds of authors, maybe 50 authors. And hugging the other side of the atrium are occasional customers. There's less of them than there are of us. They have their hands in their pockets. It's going to be a long day. (laughs) And we're getting more uh, bad news. Um, 90% of books printed sell less than 5,000 copies. The average published story is likely rejected 20 times before being published. A second, if they do publish your work, it's because they either know you personally or you are famous. The rest of the submissions are literally called the slush pile. And if you submit your uh, books to the slush pile, one to two percent of those will make it. And that brings me to the topic of, of this podcast, buoyancy and drowning. When I was 16, I was teaching a swim class, and this little guy named Chris told me with certain confidence that he would not be able to swim because he can't float. And with equal certain confidence, I assured him that, yes, he could absolutely float, and he could swim. Well, he must have believed me because he let go of the side of the pool and then, like, sank like a rock to the bottom of the deep end. And I can still, in my mind, picture him standing on the bottom of the pool, looking up at me between eight feet of chlorinated water, Uh, He could not swim. Turns out he had a point. That swimming is not so much about arm and leg movement and more about buoyancy. Now, this is not just about swimming, is it? It's also about life. How many people have you met who lack buoyancy? Life just seems to pull them down. Fairly ordinary issues of life weigh on them. Is that you? Are you are you a buoyant, naturally buoyant person? Back in the day, that used to be one of the original meanings of the word lucky, that a person who was lucky had a certain joy in the phrase happy-go-lucky tied together. They just seemed to walk through life with a buoyancy. Maybe you are blessed with that sort of happy-go-luckiness. Maybe you are bulletproof, like a duck that floats easily in the storms of life. Or are you waterlogged? Some days I feel like I'm a waterlogged stump roiling and heaving my way heavily through another day of storms. So here's the question and focus and purpose of the podcast. How important is buoyancy? How can you improve your own buoyancy? And what habits are in your day that help or hurt? So let me address that part first. 
My lifeguard instructor taught us back a long time ago that when somebody was drowning, the first and easiest thing to do was to throw them something that floats. Like what, somebody asked. He said, it didn't matter, anything that floats. So then I pipe up, smart Alec. What about an angry cat? (laughs) Anyway, turns out he didn't appreciate that humor. Yet in life, there are things that may seem like they float, but really aren't going to help you. They are like angry cats. Alcohol, tobacco. You know, we were driving in the western part of the country last year, and we saw another, I would say, angry cat. You know the Red Cross emblem? This one is green. The signs now talk about medical help and how cannabis can help with that. Well, I don't know. I just think that's another verse to the same old song. And have you noticed that the people most interested in helping people by selling them something seem to be more interested in the selling than the helping? Food is sneaky. Entertainment, sneaky. Sleep is sneaky. Work is sneaky. They all can help you float, but mm, sometimes they can make you waterlogged. This is not a trivial thing. Not paying attention to your buoyancy can kill you. To be at a funeral of a suicide is one part of what I'm talking about. But how many people who you know, do you know who have just kind of given up, especially when they're older? It's so easy to figure out when somebody dies. It's much harder to figure out when they stopped living. Now, little kids or babies, they seem to be more buoyant and upbeat. Older people, well, it depends. Some are very upbeat. Most, though, no. Am I wrong, or do we naturally become more waterlogged the longer we live? So, here's some habits I use to try to stave off uh, sinking. In the last podcast, I talked about the GROW acronym taught by my friend Jim Riefenberger. In the morning, I do the GROW acronym. I write down something I'm grateful for. It begins with the letter G. Something I read or learned. That's where the R comes from. O stands for an opportunity that I can use. And W stands for a win. Each and every morning when you get up, you write down something you're grateful for. Don't repeat yourself. Try to keep it within that last 24-hour period. Write down something you learned, an opportunity you have, and then a win. I also will read a section of my Bible in the morning. Usually four times a week, I will also go work out at a gym. Nothing fancy, just about a half an hour. Okay, now listen. I'm not saying this so it can be a look-at-me, look-at-me thing. I'm saying this because... You need to measure what is weighing you down and figure out your own buoyancy. It's going to be a process of letting go of the stuff that's causing you to sink and figuring out what it is that helps you float. Is the job you have but don't like but okay Is it time to let that go? Is the pressure 
of grinding it out to some line in the sand that says retirement and a 401k. Is that worth it? Can you make it without sinking? So here I am next to all these other authors, and I started out this podcast giving you the statistics. Now let me tell you why they're really here. Buoyancy. Being an author gives them a certain buoyancy. How? Well, this very computer I'm recording this podcast on, I just picked it up the other day at the shop, and as I settled the transaction with the clerk, he said, oh, by the way, I read all four of your fiction books. I think they're great. And I floated out the door. Well, that's the story. Thank you for listening and rating and ranking the podcast. If you like what you're hearing in these podcasts, I have a speech called The Time Machine that the people at your company, school, or gathering will like. Reach out to me through my website, ilikethatstory.net, ilikethatstory.net. And until next time, I'm Jeff Gould. God bless. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.